Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. First off, I have to apologize for repeating last week the first half of my interview with Didi Bethurim of Gogoro, which was actually broadcast on September 17th, because I was out sick. I have since recovered, and thank you so much for your understanding. Today will be the second half of my interview with the social enterprise Impact, or IMPCT. The Impact team from the IMBA program at National Zhengzhou University, or NCCU, in Taiwan, stood out among 20,000 entries to take home the 2015 Halt Prize. The team won one million U.S. dollars to implement PlayCares, the innovative startup they envisioned for the competition. The 2015 Halt Prize focused on early childhood education in the urban slum, with President Bill Clinton challenging teams to build sustainable social enterprises to address early childhood education for kids zero to six years old. The Impact Team. Impact, spelled without the A, is opening coffee shops called Coffee for the Future around Taiwan, using coffee from countries like Honduras, El Salvador, Ethiopia, Guatemala, and Taiwan as well. Every box of coffee they sell is a brick they use to build playcare preschools in those countries. So everyone who buys the coffee becomes a playcare founder. Last time I talked with members of the Impact team. Juan Diego Prudat, the CIO; Taylor Scobie, the CEO; and Jesse Fu, the head of products. I ended last time with asking what started them off on the idea, and Taylor was saying it didn't start as something big at all. I mean, I think Jesse came in one day. She she likes to tell me this story. She had a dream that we were running a cafe as a company, and this was before we had even done coffee. And then I started thinking of it. I was like, "Hey, well, you know, coffee comes from the places we build schools. It employs most of the people. It's the biggest export. Coffee growing people are very poor. It actually, makes a lot of sense to to you know sell coffee and support schools because why not use a local product to to do something that transforms poor local community." Today, Taylor continues from where he ended off last time. So we went to a、uh, a friend of ours, a, a coffee roaster,、uh, Luguo. I, I think I think this is how it happened.、Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong about my my time here.、Um, so we went to this this friend of ours.、Uh, well, well, we we found a couple first that we didn't like, and then finally we found this guy Luguo. He's a very famous coffee roaster here in Taipei. He has five cafes.、Um, really, just the nicest, most supportive guy. Um, and we just said, hey, you know, we've got this 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 thing. We build these schools. We want a way to support them. We think selling coffee is is a really great positive way to do that. And he's like, yeah, well, I'll roast you guys some coffee and and sell you guys some coffee. So we sat down and we very quickly designed some coffee bags.、Um, none of us knew anything about design at the time, and we kind of I, I downloaded Illustrator and we were just we did some labels and 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 then we set up this booth at a farmers market and started selling coffee、uh, every Sunday. And people really loved it. And from there, as we got this positive feedback from people, we started thinking, "Well, this could be a really big thing for us." So we started hiring people and investing into the coffee program and sourcing ourselves. And now we have multiple roasters, and now we have a cafe. And it's kind of snowballed out of control a little bit. But it's it's because of this positive reinforcement we've gotten from, especially Taiwanese people. There's not a lot of awareness about where coffee comes from and how it's created. And we're kind of trying to 
to educate them a little bit about that and then show them that, yeah, it can, it can do something really amazing. By the way, Taylor is from Canada and Juan is from Honduras. Honduras, well, Jesse's from Taiwan. This is a very international team. But I'm thinking that the very first point, though, that really started off this whole thing was thinking about how to help those kids in those countries, right? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it really started with the Halt Prize Challenge. So uh, JD and myself and Anne and Andres were looking for something to do in our second year of the MBA. And I think JD found out about this Halt Prize uh, Challenge. A team had gone in last year from NCCU. And he kind of came to us and he said, hey, well, why don't we try this out? The theme this year is how do you build preschools in urban slums in the developing world? So it kind of started there. And, and so we went and there was like a first round at NCCU with 25 teams. And, and we won the first round, so it was encouraging. And then there was a second round in Dubai, actually. Unfortunately, we placed second in that. So that means we didn't get to move on. But then there was this wild card round where we had to run a crowdfunding campaign to secure the final spot in the finals, which we actually won. We raised 60,000 US dollars to build a couple schools. So we got a spot in the, the global finals for this Halt Prize challenge and then finally won the whole thing. And, and then they said, well, here's a check to actually turn your idea into reality. And, and that idea was just this, this notion of a play care, which is that we can help women run a school as a business, which is pretty simple, but that was the, that was the idea that started it all. Let's um, kind of go on your backgrounds, I guess. Juan, you're from Honduras, and what brought you to Taiwan in the first place? In Honduras, I, all my life I worked for um, a software business run by my family, a family business. So I'm a software engineer. That's my background. I worked there. And at some point, I felt like as I moved up in positions in the company, I felt like I needed further education, a little bit more education, like get to know the outside world. So I was looking for scholarships. I found a, this really good one for Taiwan to come to study at National Chenchi University, get an MBA. I got that. I came here on the second year. We went into this competition not knowing where it would lead us. And that well, completely changed our lives and hopefully we can in turn help change a lot of lives. Were you guys forced into this team together or you kind of pick each other or how, did it, how does it work? A lot of people ask us that and I kind of just handpicked everyone and just individually asked them. We had never worked together but I, I had worked individually with them in different groups in the MBA. I hadn't worked with Taylor before, but he likes to talk a lot during class. So. I, I have, my reputation preceded me, so that's why JD picked me. He loved to argue with the teacher, so I got to know him through that. I think each one of us brought something different to the, to the team. It's the first time to Taiwan? It was my first time in Taiwan, yeah. My first time in Asia. Why did you choose Taiwan? I mean, not having been here before. Yeah. Taiwan and Honduras have really good relationships. Actually, Honduras is the oldest friend of Taiwan. So we hear about Taiwan all the time. Taiwan has a lot of programs to help develop rural areas in Honduras, infrastructure, all these different type of projects. And uh, I liked the idea of coming to a, a completely different place, coming to something out of my comfort zone. And the idea of learning Chinese as well, it attracted me. So. That's how I decided to give it a shot. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What brought you to Taiwan, Taylor? Kind of a, a similar story. I was working back in Canada, a job I really absolutely hated and, and couldn't handle another day of. So I started looking about ways to get out of the country. And at first I thought, 
I'm going to go teach English or something. And But then I found this scholarship program from the uh, Taiwanese government. Uh, and they said, hey, uh, you know, if you get this scholarship, we'll pay all your expenses. We'll give you a monthly stipend. Your tuition's free. You come do an MBA. And I had never thought about doing an MBA. I did a finance degree in my undergrad, so an MBA is a little bit similar. Uh, and I, I got the scholarship. I guess there's one for all of Canada, and for some reason they gave it to me. Anyway, so I, I, I moved off to Taiwan. And to be honest, best decision I ever made. I absolutely love it here. I wouldn't go back for almost anything. Say some things that you really like about Taiwan. The list of things I don't like might be possible to say. I mean, I, I really, honestly, I, I love everything about it. The people are great. The food is great. I love the lifestyle. The city's vibrant. Uh, at any point in time, you can go do anything. It's it's a 10-minute you know walk to get out of the city to go hike up Shangshan or to go to Ilan or everything about it is great. The convenience and yeah, it's the lifestyle is really perfect. One of my complaints about Canada is it, it's so huge and the cities are so huge and spread out that you have to drive everywhere and it's all suburbs and houses. And I love living here because I mean within a 30-minute walk of my house, I have 10,000 restaurants. And I don't know. I mean it's just amazing. This is also your first time to Taiwan. I, actually, I came once before uh, just to check it out when I was. Thinking about moving here, I was like, well, I should probably go for a week and see see if I actually like it. And I did actually like it, so it's kind of made the decision easy. My uh, my aunt and uncle spent uh, 10 years here, actually, when I was younger. Uh, my uncle's a doctor and helped set up some of the hospitals here. Um, so I always heard stories about Taiwan, which is kind of why I looked into it in the first place. Jesse, has it always been your dream to have your own coffee shop or something? <laughs> to the point where you had to dream about it? <laughs> Okay, so the answer will be yes and no. So I would like to have my own coffee shop, and I was thinking like, okay, so my coffee shop will be on the corner, and the sun will be, you know, shiny, and a lot of people will using their MacBook there. So it's my dream, but I never re really think of like, okay, so I'm going to open the real one, or I'm going to join Impact. But while you know, study IMBA and with them, and like. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. I, I joined Impact and then we come up with this, this coffee project. And yes, it's my dream and it's good that can happen with Impact. It's not only a coffee shop, coffee shop, but it's a coffee shop that does more. And with them, I actually appreciate Taiwan more because I never really know that uh, Taiwan, it's really safe for people. I know people are friendly, but we don't see that as our advantage or something. But they keep talking about, oh, there's a lot of restaurants and they never, Taylor never locks his door. A lot of things like, makes me more appreciate that I'm Taiwanese, I live here, and all the environment is really good. We don't need to worry about, you know, going out, you have to bring 20 uh, US dollars with you in case of someone will rob you or something. Yeah, so I'm really glad that it's a, it's a benefit that I know. Well, the coffee shop is definitely at the corner, and it's got really beautiful sunlight coming on the, on the coffee shop, so I think your dream came true. Yeah, and actually, I'm not a coffee drinker myself, as I told you guys but then you guys came up with these fruity flavored coffee and it's just wonderful I feel like gulping it down in you know, one mm -hmm. go those are those are very caffeinated drinks and you'll be shaking I, I should say something about the, the coffee in our, in our cafe uh, I used to work in a coffee shop myself for five years as a, as a young boy sounds weird to say I really love coffee I mean we travel a lot and I, I drink uh, coffee at a lot of the best coffee shops in the world when we were opening this and starting to do coffee I mean it wasn't just good enough to do any old coffee I would say some of the best coffee you can buy in, in Taiwan if not Asia a lot of it is direct trade we work with farmers to get really exceptional coffee beans and uh, all our fruity drinks I mean they're they're based on this really amazing product to start with so this is very much not the Starbucks model of the cheapest coffee you can buy with the sugariest stuff you can get. I mean, this is really beautiful direct trade specialty coffee uh, done in a way that is super unique here in Taiwan. Awesome. 
So where do you guys want to go from here? I mean, what's your blueprint down the road with Impact and, I don't know, Coffee for the Future? It's, it's interesting because the way things happen for us, we just try things for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they take off. Right? So that's how we achieved a lot of the things that we have done. I would love to see next year five or ten of these coffee shops doing good. And I would like to see ten or more schools built next year. And from there, who knows? Who knows? You know, I would love to one day look back and say, look at all the thousands of schools that we were able to do. Look at all the, the coffee shops that we opened. And look at the other businesses copying what we do. Because if they copy what we do, that just makes the world a better place. So I see a bright future. That's because you guys are doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Taylor, as the CEO, what plans and dreams do you have from this point on? I'm, I'm going to echo JD here a bit. Um, we're not exactly, or I would say maybe this is personally, not exactly planners. You know, we, we're very, I would say, responsive to what people seem to care about. We, we take what we think are good ideas. We try them out on a small scale. If they work, we invest a lot into them. The coffee thing is something that so far has really worked. The really exciting thing about this cafe is this cafe alone should build two to three schools a year. Uh, and if uh, I you know, dare to dream about a kind of a positive future for us, if we have 5, 10, 15, 20 of these things, all of a sudden we're building dozens and dozens of schools a year for kids who really, really need it. And the cumulative effects of that are really hard to, hard to overstate how amazing that would be. So we want to see kind of a, a Taipei or Taichung or Kaohsiung streets lined with our coffee shops, each one building schools for people who need it. So is Impact going to stay in Taiwan? Are you guys thinking about expanding to other countries or is that's like beyond your thinking right now? This, this has kind of been a, a high-level discussion uh, we've been having. Do we want to maybe go to the U.S. and, and Canada with this concept or uh, other Asian countries maybe? And, and I think right now Asia is an amazing place to be for coffee. It's it's growing quickly, especially coffee in Asia is the fastest growing industry, basically. Uh, places like Taiwan and Japan and Korea and Singapore and Hong Kong love it. I think we'll look to expand throughout Asia. I mean, I would love to see a cafe in maybe Singapore or Hong Kong or Tokyo soon. I personally love Tokyo, so I would go build it myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably what we're going to do is, is we want to, I mean, show, show Asia that coffee can do something really amazing. Well, this has really been great. Thank you so much. And I've learned so much. And I think what you guys are doing is so awesome. So good luck and um, hope to see you guys around. And who knows, maybe, I don't know, another year or two <laughs> years down the road, I'll get an interview from you guys and get an update. You know, who knows what this develops into in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Stop by coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, friends.